All right. Bonjour, fit fam. It's Nathalie Lacombe coming to you for this edition of In Bed with the Fitness Industry. I'm very happy to have you join us. I am your coach and Cupid for your career and your business, and I am joined by the incredible Kia Williams in bed. In bed. <laughs> Whose bed are you in? For those of us watching this, whose bed are you in? You must, you must <laughs> Because explain. clearly I'm a queen and I would not sleep in a not queen <laughs> or king size bed. This is my nephew's bed because listen, I can't just invite anybody to my boudoir, okay? No. <laughs> so we'll save that for later. That's for the next conversation. And I love that you call it that because I'm of the same opinion that two things happen, sleeping and loving. And if you invite only select people to that, then I completely respect that that's the case. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for coming in and being part of what we are doing in bed. For those of you that don't know Kia, she is a an incredible global presenter, author. She has her own web series and podcast. She's a program specialist for Savier Fitness. She's the health and wellness chair for the NWACP Tarrant County Chapter and a contributor to Idea World Diversity and Inclusion Committee. She's been dedicated to the fitness industry for years. Um, I've had the pleasure of e-meeting and kind of crossing paths. And um, I knew that everybody would appreciate having and seeing her in bed in which you are now. Are you wearing, Kia Williams, your normal sleepwear or have you adapted for what's happening today? What do you normally wear to bed? I am. So I I, I feel bad. Maybe I should have gone out and bought something spicier. But no. this is legitimately my pajamas, little satin set. Just feels good. Feels comfy. Nice. Yeah. Fantastic. And what is your ideal sleeping hour that produces the energy you need to do what you do every day? Right on. So usually I like to be in bed by 10, 1030 p.m. Usually that's mm. when I can wrap everything. I know. It, I don't know who's judging if that's late to anyone. No if that's the end of the workday, I can come home, cook dinner, maybe clean up after dinner, watch a show, read a book. Nice. And then nice. by that time, I'm I'm ready to, you know, lights out. And, and it's funny in my house when it's lights out, all lights out. Every single room, no one gets to stay up past me. No phone calls. Yes, lights out. Love that. And then what's your ideal waking hour to kick off the day and get everything you need to get done? Yeah, I'm still very much so an early riser. So maybe a 6.15 a.m., you know, being a young budding fitness professional, we're used to paying our dues with those 5 a.m. boot camps, right? (laughs) Yeah. You remember the 5 a.m. boot camps. Mm. Strong following. You know what? I'm so glad that I've graduated from that. <laughs> so although, listen to me, although I may open my eyes at about 6 a.m., 6.15, I just want to lay there, man. I just lay there, look at the mm. ceiling. Um, maybe I'll have coffee in bed. But um, oh. I, my uh, grandfather, my late grandfather, um, he has the saying or had the saying that all of us, my uncles, myself, my cousins, we keep with us. It's off and on, off your ass <laughs> and on your feet. See, we grew up on a farm. <laughs> so it's like my my biological clock, if I have one of those, uh, internally, when I know it's time to get out of bed, I hear in my head, off and on, Kia, off and on, off your ass <laughs> on your feet. And that's when I I'm love on. that. 
I love that. Thank you so much. And thank you for coming here um, and sharing some of what you've been focused on, some of what you've been doing. I'm so excited to hear a little bit more about it. I would love to know how the platform you've built over your successful career has helped you engage with the fitness executives, the decision makers, et cetera, like I mentioned in the work that you're doing um, right now to improve diversity and inclusion. So how has Kia's career helped those people connect and understand that you are someone that can guide them in something that's so important right now in our industry? Absolutely. I've always been sort of a grassroots mover. So, you know, on the fields, in line with the people, uh, boots on the ground, if you will. Uh, I am a person who I don't necessarily choose to speak for others unless they ask me to. I'm more so in the business of amplifying voices, you know, and engaging people to make them feel brave enough to speak up on their own behalf, because only you can tell your story as brilliantly as possible that will be commanding and to make an impact. So sure, I've I've been in the industry, I've done a lot of things, got the certifications, the MBA degree, and all of those things that we can, I can talk business with you, sure. But I, mm. I think to the point of your question, what I what is most appreciated about my career is that I'm directly involved with the people and the voices that need to be heard. So marginalized groups of people. And there's just a, a extra level of trust when we, if we are talking in business mm. terms from top yeah. down, bottom up approach, meeting in the middle, I like to live in that middle in which, you know, it's a, a mm. safe haven for no matter who you are, where you are, you can speak your mind to with me. Sure, I may correct you if you step out of line, but nonetheless, <laughs> it's a growing opportunity, an educational opportunity for all of us. So there's just a, a great level of trust with me mm. uh, and individuals who I engage with, because it's, it's just ultimately just about us living a health, healthy life. It's a brief and wondrous life that we live. Um, mm. There's only one thing for certain, and that's death. So, and as my grandmother, I quote them a lot because they mean so much to me. As she once said to me, you know, I only know this side of life. I don't know the other. So I'm mm. going to make this the best. So that's mm. what I'm trying to do, not just for myself, but everyone who I can come into contact with. And and it's certainly the integrity of the intention of that, I think, that that's allowed you to have these opportunities and and being able to amplify those voices. And so I appreciate that, um, that you've laid the groundwork in, in that trust, because trust doesn't just happen. Um, trust happens thanks to the integrity of what you do Definitely and that you're walking earned. the talk for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things you, you mentioned to me when we when we last spoke is this concept of wellness without walls, um, sure. which I love in general for our industry. And I mean, if we've learned anything thing over the past couple of years is that we must do better in bringing fitness to more and more individual, mm-hmm. not the same 15% that we have for the last, you know, 50, right. 40 years or so, but bring it to everyone who deserves to have the expertise yeah. that our passionate professionals bring. And so you noticed that there were health disparities, there were things that concerned you, and you brought this concept, how does wellness without walls help um, sh- shrink those disparities and help solve some of these issues. 
Right. I don't know. I'm not the first person to ever coin the term wellness mm-hmm. without walls. Um, I've heard it from somewhere. I believe Lawrence Viscontini also heard it and shared it with me. But it's more about creating more inclusive spaces, but not necessarily mm-hmm. just bringing more bodies to existing spaces, but making those spaces exist elsewhere. You don't mm-hmm. have to have a brick and mortar for people to come and engage and move their bodies. If we're looking at cultural differences and traveling around the world to see how people are movers, it's not just in gyms. It's not just Mm -hmm. in dance studios or at cheer camp. Again, my family, we grew up on a farm. We were farmers. But I mean, if you look at our people, my men, they're physically attractive. They've got muscles and everything, but they weren't in the gym necessarily picking up weight, putting it down. Mm. We call this bicep <laughs> and curl. Again. You know, we call this <laughs> bicep curl. We call this push press. No, it's move the tractor. It's <laughs> push the hogs across the field, you know? Um, yeah. So it's, it's just many ways that we already know to move our bodies in a healthy way. We understand yeah. that physical activity has a positive return on the investment, but we don't have to make it or force bodies to do it a certain way. Just meet the bodies where they are. Bodies Mm. are used to getting up, getting down, functional training. Let's make that even more realistic. Most Mm. bodies, majority of bodies are used to walking forward and back in sagittal plane. So how about we walk more distances instead of driving in our cars? So just Mm. make it, more sensible, um, not so expensive because there is a cost to entry. I, in my opinion, in my professional mm-hmm. opinion, and I'll back this up, fitness is an expensive sport. There's a cost to entry. There's a cost to sustaining it. You know, mm-hmm. as a participant, as a member who engage in, in facilities, you got to have membership dues to keep the lights on. But then as service providers as well, There's a cost to getting our certifications. There's a cost to maintaining our certifications. So yeah, to me, fitness is an expensive sport. But when we know that the importance of it, that is proven to be um, a a preventative measure, why can't more people have access to it? What's stopping us? We just got to find a way, again, to meet the people where they are and to bring fitness or physical activity and physical education. That's key to where mm. they are. Yeah. And we're in an interesting time. I don't know if you would agree, but we, we didn't have a choice in some places, especially um, in Canada with any amount of, of months sure. it, that we were closed in the past couple of years. We had to try and think differently of the, sure, it doesn't necessarily need to be in my perfect studio and this and that. The bricks right. and mortar was closed for such a long time. We mm-hmm. went to virtual, we went to parks, we went outdoors, we went to... All tennis the courts, right? Girl, we exactly. were swinging so, from chandeliers and ceiling fans. Yes. Yeah. I <laughs> so I feel like we've kind of ripped off the band-aid of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yet it's it's easy to get complacent and said, well, we yeah. do virtual and that's it. And so what would you say fitness leaders themselves? So we think about the decision makers that are there, but fitness leaders of all different, you know, of all different capacities and sure. of all different um, titles, et cetera, et cetera. What can they do? to serve some of those more marginalized group? What can they, what uh, some next steps so that we feel empowered to start making some strides in that direction? Sure. First things first, get there, meet them where they are, live in their space, Mm. feel as they feel, see as they see. Of course, listen, 
shut up and listen. I don't know what happens when, when people get the uh, title of professional, when I'm getting paid to do my work or whomever tells you that you're an expertise or an expert in, in, in anything. Shut up and listen. Like you don't have to have all the answers. Actually, the person who you are talking to has all the answers. So that's sort of why I really appreciate psychology and watching psychologists work and engaging with them is that sure, they they may plant little seeds or help dig out things, but they sit back and listen. And if mm. you're quiet enough, people will start to talk and they'll start to talk more. And that's where you get the messaging. That's where you get the answers to the dilemmas or the problems. And you can solve things and come up with various solutions for different issues. So I would say get there. Um, it, when I was studying in my MBA and we were doing globalizational approach for business and mm -hmm. doing sort of um, uh, cross-country examinations or study abroad, things like that. You can't necessarily be everywhere, especially mm -hmm. at once. So sure, there's value in doing your research before you are able to travel or move or go meet the people where they are. So lo and behold, we have Zoom, WebEx, FaceTime, all these other <laughs> video capabilities yeah. that we can still have sort of face-to-face -face conversations and you can mm -hmm. prepare me. And that's like a journalistic approach, an interview, mm -hmm. yeah? How nice, mm. how valuable are those real live interviews of these people who, who you want to serve, who you want to make possibilities for. But I would say first things first is to get there and let mm. them tell their own story within their own voices and you actually listen. OK, um, another suggestion that I would give is, you know, find credible ways of delivering on your promises in mm. incredible ways in which are sustainable. So I am, I am not afraid of reaching out to local congressmen and saying your budget is crap because <laughs> it doesn't support the marginalized groups of people you're, you're ignoring. In all due respect, sir, ma'am, or they, you are missing a strong group, a valuable group of people in your budget. Mm. Let's reevaluate, let's reassess. Oh. Um, mm. Yes. So those are, I guess, my top two right now that you put me on the spot. No, I love, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Um, what are some of the projects that you are excited about? What are some of the things that you're looking forward to in the next little while? And is there anything that we can engage and get involved in or follow or have a look to see how that's going? So in my bio, you mentioned that I'm the health and wellness chair for the NAACP, Fort Worth Tarrant County chapter, so NAACP. Uh, we, my role within health and wellness is to, to your point, bring wellness without walls to people wherever they are. So that goes, of course, beyond just physical movement, but we're talking nutrition, we're talking um, medical accessibility as well. Um, children who are in school, making sure they have good, healthy meals. Um, what we were witnessing during the first lockdown in the United States, um, the stay-at-home mandate, is that a lot of children weren't getting nutritious meals at home. Mm. And that's the mm. problem. <clears throat> I always say it's family business, whether we're blood related or not, it's family business. So it's my okay. business, it's our business to take care of our people, to take mm -hmm. care of each other. So uh, the NAACP and I, we came with initiatives to make sure that we had brown bag lunches that were delivered to homes or we were able to set up shop 
at certain locations, centralized locations in which families could walk, bike, jog, drive, take the bus into town or wherever we were to get lunches um, and dinners to take home. So th those are things that won't go away because mm. we saw the value in the services and the need, the necessity for them. And COVID, although maybe mandates and restrictions are lifting, we ain't out we we're not out of the thick of it like the virus mm. is still mutating and people are still contracting and getting sick so there'll still be a lot of education on my part of doing research keeping up with the cdc here um in the united states to continue to educate and and uplift our community so that they don't feel lost left out or forgotten. Um, outside of that, things that I'm looking forward to is that conferences, in-person <laughs> conferences are coming back. Yeah, We will see one another from under the belly button. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> and I'm truly in my pajamas right now, but I guess <laughs> accessible, acceptable rather. Um, but it's funny because I went to Idea PTI in Washington, D.C. I can't even remember. Maybe it was February, so a month ago. And to be back in person, it was so nice. So rewarding, um, so many people and faces. It's like your face looks different when it's not on the screen. <laughs> in three D. Three D. We're all alive. We're really alive. Uh, and also, um, people who you've never really met truly in the flesh, but right. you feel like you know each other so much, yes. like you were not. The number of times yeah. had a conversation, I've yet to actually shake your hand. So to be <laughs> back in in conferences to do all of that, although I've mm. got to get my stamina back up. I presented two sessions and I was beat. It's <laughs> exhausting just having a social event. I went to a hockey game the other day and it took me two nights after to get. Yeah, we're not used to we're not mm -hmm. used to doing the in person. Mm -hmm. stuff. I've just leaving the house, me. putting an outfit on, walking somewhere. Shoes. It's too funny. I don't really. I have a lot of shoes. <laughs> Those used to be my jam shoes. I don't want to put on shoes anymore. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Oh, well, thank you for sharing those things, and we'll certainly keep an eye on that and see a, see in which ways we can see you and get involved with those things. Absolutely. I'd love to know if you're looking at the fitness industry now as somebody that's you know done done so much and mm -hmm. still engaged in so many new opportunities, and your enthusiasm is is palpable and is stimulating and is inspiring. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. As you look at the industry and and we're looking at 2022 and it has had a bit of a revolution over the last couple of years, what inspires you? What are you grateful for? What are you seeing around you that helps keep you stimulated and engaged in what right. we do? What stimulates me? What keeps me excited? I mean, sure, the return on our investment, return on the revenue, um, that's always good to see these projects that we invest so much time, energy, I'm talking weeks, months, years to get going and to see people actually engage and get value out of it. That's always rewarding. That's like a, a, a good job thing. Of, okay, you know, this is going to live on longer than we ever will, you know. So that's mm -hmm. always rewarding. Um, if there's a problem, it's just going to incentivize me or entice me to just keep going. You know, I'm going to address the problem and find a solution. It's like putting puzzles together, puzzle pieces, I suppose, of just making sure that as the world evolves, as people evolve, that 
our services, our messaging are also evolving to, to meet mm. people and their mm. needs. So that always keeps me very driven. And I also have a strong support system, my family, my friends, my colleagues. So they, one, keep me in check. They keep, <laughs> they keep me humble, that's for sure. Um, it's nothing like, you know, getting off a big stage and feeling like, yeah, guitar solo moment. I can do this to my, <laughs> my mother or my grandmother asking me or demanding that I take the trash out. And I'm like, listen, I am in Givenchy. This, this is designer. What do you mean? Take the trash out. So that, <laughs> those are things that that are wonderful that I, I appreciate and I adore. So I think as long as there's breath in my lungs and I'm an able-bodied individual and able-minded, then mm. you know, I'm just it's my pur purpose-driven life to keep taking mm. care of. Yeah. I appreciate that. I love it. it, it purpose seems to be, it's funny. I, I spend a lot of time on mindfulness and I read, uh, I'm reading Jay Shetty's book, um, who used to be a monk and he established, he mentioned, talked about mindfulness and he used the word purpose, which I find is even more accessible to a lot of different people is reconnecting with that purpose for us to have these purposeful conversations that I thank you so much for having with me today. Purposeful conversations, purposeful moments when we do step out of our home and we actually do engage with people. So we do it on virtual, we do it on digital, but that, like you said, having these things taken away from us, I think that some of the inspiration that comes from you is that these things are done with purpose. They're done well. We take care of ourselves so we can keep having purposeful moments and classes and, and sweat and movement and nutrition and all of these things with the people who we strive to serve. And so I thank you for reconnecting um, us with that purpose of yours and hopefully with our own. Um, and I wish you a wonderful spring if we can get there, we'll get the spring in Chicago. Come on, in both our countries, and both, both of us had snow in the last couple of days, even though we're you know towards the end of April now. Um, and I very much look forward to shaking your hand in the months to come. Hopefully, thank you My so God. much, Kia. Thank you. Listen, since you've got me in the mood, You're I'm going to be good night. She's <laughs> good night. Sweet dreams with your sleep fast, Kia Williams. <laughs> Au revoir. Thank you so much. I'll have you press the funny button now that's going to, so whatever the green one was, that's the one that'll shut us down. And thank you, thank you, thank you so for your generosity. I hope that was fun. It was a great time. I'm on a okay. high now. I got to go do things. I'm not going to Yes, sorry. Got to get you out of your pajamas. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Take care. Au revoir, mon ami.